to you from the world-famous LWDL Studios, this is The Spotlight with Dan. Hi everyone, I'm Dan and welcome to the show. I'm here by myself today for the second in a series of solo episodes we're calling The Spotlight. Don't worry, Lewis will be back for our normal weekly episodes of Life with Dan and Lewis. For today's episode of The Spotlight with Dan, I'll be talking about financial literacy. Let's talk terminology. A foundational aspect of financial literacy is understanding basic financial concepts, including the difference between assets and liabilities, how to calculate net worth, and how to budget. An asset is anything that has a value and can be used to generate income, such as a home, stocks, or bonds. A liability is anything that owes money, such as a mortgage or credit card balance. Net worth is the difference between an individual's assets and liabilities. Budgeting is the process of creating a plan to manage one's finances, which includes tracking, spending, and setting financial goals. Budgeting is a crucial component of financial literacy because it helps track spending, identifies areas where costs can be cut, and helps to prioritize spending based on financial goals. To build a budget, start by tracking your income and expenses for a few months to get a clear picture of your spending habits. Then create a budget by dividing your expenses into categories such as housing, food, transportation, and entertainment. The budget should also include a plan for saving and investing for the future. Once you have your expenses split into categories, you can assign dollar amounts as goals to stay under or over in the case of a savings goal. The total amount budgeted cannot be more than total income. Here's a very simple example. Ivan makes $2,000 a month after taxes. He budgets $200 to go directly to savings, $300 for groceries, $500 for rent, he splits this with his roommates, $100 for a cell phone plan, another $100 for his share of the utilities, $200 for going out to restaurants or bars, and $200 for his car payment. The other $200 is unallocated to cover any extra expenses. There are many tools to help build a budget. Mint by Intuit is an easy-to-use, free online tool with a pretty useful app as well. Intuit is the parent company of TurboTax, QuickBooks, Credit Karma, and other financial tools as well. This podcast is not sponsored by Intuit or any of its products. I personally use Mint to keep on track of long-term budgets and keep spending in check with my goals. Mint allows you to review individual transactions and categorize them either manually or by creating rules. These rules will automatically move repeating purchases or expenses to certain categories These categories can be created for whatever you need, although the pre-built options are mostly all that is needed. Mint also shows trends month to month to allow users to adjust their budgets or spending habits accordingly. Overall, Mint is an extremely useful tool to get detailed information about your spending, budgeting, and how to make those two work together. Financial literacy also involves understanding how credit cards work and how to use credit wisely. Credit allows you to borrow money to make purchases. It also comes with a cost in the form of interest and fees. To use credit wisely, you should always aim to make payments on time, avoid maxing out credit cards, and maintain a low credit utilization rate. Just to reiterate, this podcast is not sponsored by Intuit or any of its products. However, Credit Karma is the best tool for tracking your credit score, learning about credit, and working to develop or improve your credit profile. It's also free, just like Mint. On the topic of credit, some people believe credit cards to be bad and something you should never have. While it is possible to live a 100% cash lifestyle, if you ever need to borrow money for a car, a house, or any other kind of loan or credit, you need a credit score. 
A credit score is developed by responsibly using credit cards, along with other financial products like car loans and mortgages. Essentially, you need to borrow money and prove that you will pay it back, starting with little amounts and working up gradually. This does not mean that you need to max out cards, get charged large interest amounts, and be saddled with massive credit card debt. It does mean that you should get a credit card as early as possible, make purchases, and pay them off quickly. If a purchase is paid off within one billing cycle, you will not be charged interest. A purchase made today, then paid off when the bill comes, will not be charged interest. If you carry a balance, you will then be charged interest. A purchase is made today. That purchase shows up on a bill that arrives in the mail in a couple weeks. A payment is made to that bill in at least the minimum payment, but not the full amount. This carries over the remaining balance to the next bill. That remaining balance accrues interest. By carrying a balance, you are paying more than what you paid the store for the item. This is called interest. Interest is how credit card companies make money. There are more nuances and details to how credit cards work. Credit Karma and other apps and websites can be useful to learn the details and nuances. A credit score is a three-digit number that is calculated based on a person's credit history. It is used by lenders and financial institutions to determine the level of risk involved in lending money or extending credit to an individual. Credit scores are generated by credit reporting agencies such as Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. These agencies use information from credit reports that detail a person's borrowing and repayment history. The most common credit scoring model used in the United States is the FICO score, which ranges from 300 to 850. A higher score indicates to lenders that a person is more likely to repay their debts on time, while a lower score suggests a higher risk of default. Credit scores take into account various factors. The exact formula used to calculate a credit score is proprietary and varies depending on the credit reporting agency and the scoring model used. However, the rough guidelines are as follows. Payment history is the most important factor in determining a credit score, and it accounts for about 35% of the total score. Payment history is based on whether you paid your bills on time, how many bills you paid late, how long your accounts have been delinquent, and whether you've had any accounts sent to collections or charged off. Credit utilization is the amount of credit you're using compared to the total amount of credit available to you. Credit utilization accounts for about 30% of the total score. Keeping your credit utilization low, ideally below 30%, can help to boost your credit score. For example, a credit card with a credit limit of $1,000 should never be used to charge more than $300. The length of time you've had credit accounts for about 15% of the total score. Generally, a longer credit history is better because it shows you have a track record of responsible credit use. Credit mix refers to the variety of credit accounts you have, such as credit cards, car loans, and mortgages. This accounts for about 10% of the total score. Having a mix of credit accounts can be a positive factor as it shows that you can manage different types of credit responsibly. Opening too many new credit accounts in a short period of time can be a negative factor, as it can suggest that you're a high-risk borrower who is seeking credit that you may not be able to repay. New credit accounts for about 10% of your total score. As I said previously, the most commonly used credit score in the United States is the FICO score, which ranges from 300 to 850. 
A FICO score of 670 or higher is generally considered good, while a score of 800 or higher is considered excellent. On the other hand, a score below 580 is considered poor and may make it difficult to qualify for credit or loans. Other credit scoring models such as Vantage Score may use a different range. Vantage Score ranges from 300 to 850 as well, but a score of 661 or higher is considered good, and a score of 781 or higher is considered excellent. It's important to note that while credit scores are a major factor in determining credit worthiness, lenders may also consider other factors, such as income and employment history, when making lending decisions. Financial literacy includes understanding different types of investments, such as stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, and how to create a diversified investment portfolio. Investing is an important component of financial literacy because it can help grow wealth over time and prepares you for the future. When investing, it is important to understand the risks and rewards associated with each type of investment, as well as all the fees and expenses associated with investing. A diversified investment portfolio can help reduce risk and increase the likelihood of long-term success. There are many investment agencies available for a variety of scenarios with a variety of fees. When starting out, it's important to look for a low-fee, auto-managed investment account. This area can be quite complicated as there are options for any situations. I encourage you to do research, ask questions, and find the right product for you. Retirement planning is a key area of financial literacy. This includes understanding the importance of saving for retirement, the different types of retirement accounts available, and how to plan for a secure financial future. Retirement planning should start as early as possible, and individuals should aim to save a percentage of income each month in a retirement account. There are several types of retirement accounts available, including traditional and Roth IRAs and 401ks. Each has its own benefits and drawback. It's important for individuals to understand the rules and regulations associated with each type of account, as well as the investment options available within each. Often, retirement accounts can be set up as the same agency as an investment account. It is also possible that the only investment account you have is your retirement account. Just like investment accounts, there are lots of options to fit everyone's unique situation. A Roth IRA is a great place to start researching and planning for. That's a lot of dense information. If there's something you'd like to hear more about or something I missed, please feel free to shoot me an email at lifewithdanandlewis at gmail.com. That's lifewithdanandlewis at gmail.com. That's all that's in the spotlight for today. If you like what you've heard, check out more episodes of the spotlight and our regular series, Life with Dan and Lewis, at lwdl.buzzsprout.com or wherever you find podcasts or on YouTube at Life with Dan and Lewis. Be sure to subscribe to be the first to see new episodes of The Spotlight with Dan and Life with Dan and Lewis. Coming up on future episodes of The Spotlight, we'll talk about self-motivation and being your own boss, trying new things, following a passion, it takes 10,000 hours, chill anxiety, never-ending beta testing, and more. I hope to see you all there. Until then, take care and be kind.